What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we are grateful that you're here with us tonight on this particular podcast. Episode number 30. Episode 30. That yeah. ought to be a, a, a celebration yeah, and number. We're, and we're going to mix it up a little bit. You know, it's kind of a slow week for sports, so uh, today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to do a segment we like to call Who You Got? Who You Got? So we'll throw a couple of situations there's a couple of names at each other and see what the other person thinks all right yeah it's a you know a little bit of struggle this this week to find some pertinent sporting right events to talk about on the podcast for right sure. because you know spring training you know is starting to pick up and hockey is getting right there their trade deadlines this end of this week so there but you know we don't really do a whole lot of hockey right but, uh, uh, we so, do have we do have the combine starting tomorrow. Combine so that, starts it's combine yeah. week and uh, you know and that's part of my who you got going to have a little bit to do with that. Oh so. okay, yeah. So yeah, let's uh, just go ahead and uh, get started. Let's let's start with our opening toast like we like to do. And, let's uh, do it. I'll let you kick right. off the opening toast because I know you got a good close to home story to tell everybody. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna open and toast one of my my poker buddies. So I play in a poker group every Tuesday night, and one of my buddies there, Ronnie Sewell, is actually uh, in the final, he made the final table today at the WSOP in Cherokee. Okay. And uh, he's actually in the final three. They've played down to three out of 1,700 and some and some change. So he's nice. down to the final three, man. That's it's, impressive. It's, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good poker player, but he's a hell of a good dude. Now, do you know what all he'll, he'll get? out of that is it, is, it um, is there a bracelet on the line oh yeah yeah definitely there's a wsop bracelet um of course there's money you well, know the, obviously the i think uh, they haven't def, de, figured out the total purse yet but i think it was like 2.3 total million dollars into the to the into the purse divided by the number of players that they paid out mm-hmm so uh, he he looks to he looks to probably profit a little a over now nah, probably more like four hundred thousand really? to the winner yeah oh if he I meant yeah no in, in his current position in his current like so number four went out here just a few minutes ago which, and he, which I guess you didn't give what his current position was I oh, guess I I, I knew because you told me before we started right. filming but he's currently in third no he's currently in second oh okay he's second in chips oh yeah. okay. He's been first for like the last, you know, hour or so, but they've been kind of trading back and forth. And, uh, you know, you can get these live updates on the WSOP um, uh, website. Right. So, uh, so right now he stands at second. And I think the, the, four, the number four guy went out just a little bit ago, and he, he netted $139,000. Okay. So nice. $1,700 buy-in. So. Anyway, we're you know we're excited. We got a we got a you know a group of about twenty five or so guys that play pretty regular on Tuesday, and and he's actually the host. Oh, okay. He's the host of of our okay. poker of our poker group, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm tickled pink for him, man, because he's he's a good dude, and uh, that sounds awesome. He's now, a good does poker it, player. Is does it have any implications on the big event in Vegas? Uh, no, there's no seat involved, but he does get a seat, I believe, in the champions event for the WSOP okay. champions event, and I'm not sure where that's being held. I've never made it <laughs> that far to even <laughs> even consider it. I've played in the uh, main event twice, and uh, you know, had had a pretty nice day of it, and that was about it. It's right. pretty pretty tough poker to be honest with you right, he's right. survived three days now that's impressive, that's impressive. yeah he's, he's a good player man he's he's got he's got some pretty good career earnings all right well come on ronnie we're pulling for you yeah all right well my uh my opening toast is gonna go to aj mccarran aj aj mccarran he took a pay cut you know we're talking about ronnie winning some money well aj left some money on the table all right so he went from a four million dollar backup nfl quarterback job to a starting quarterback job in the XFL, paying about sixty thousand. So he loves the sport so much and wanted to play. He didn't. He wasn't just trying to draw as you know as big a paycheck as he can. And he's got a six-year-old son who has really been into watching YouTube videos of dad playing back in the day. Uh, so he wanted 
his son to be able to go to the games and watch his dad play. So he took this big pay cut to leave the NFL as a backup quarterback and, and go where he could play and contribute. And, uh, you know, he's doing well. The, the Saint, he plays for the St. Louis Battlehawks, right. who are 2-0, and uh, both coming on last-minute come-from-behind uh, yeah. victories. So, yeah. you know, I, just kind of a feel-good story. And I mean, uh, AJ, AJ's got the talent to be, you know, he was right on the cusp of a starting was, position yeah. in the NFL. But yeah. he just, and then he blew out his yeah, ACL. Yeah, he just can't stay healthy. Um, you know, he's a two-time national champion, runner-up right. Heisman Trophy. So, you know, he never had those wow skills. Right, uh, right. But uh, I think he's got a, I think he's got a place back in the NFL as a high-quality backup. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? and, and I'm sure if he decides after this little stint in the XFL, right. if he wants to, absolutely, if he wants to go to training camp and you know see what happens. I'm sure there'll be an opportunity for him. But yeah, I think. But so. I still thought, you know, like I said, it's kind of a. Feel good story because he wanted his six-year-old son to, you know, who's now starting to get into sports on his own, you know, playing baseball and and football and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was a, a, I'm a toast, AJ. So, yeah, AJ and Ronnie. Cheers, cheers, gentlemen. Especially Ronnie, man. Come on now, (laughs) come on, Ronnie. Yeah, we want to be able to brag and and say, hey, we know a. A World Series of Poker champion. Oh, he's he's got a ring. Oh, he's already got one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he told me that before. Yeah, yeah. He's already he's got one. So, and his brother, his brother who uh, passed away last year, I think uh, Tony had a couple of rings. Okay. So he comes from a long line of poker players. Poker family, man. Good you. good poker players. I got you. All right. Well, what you sipping on tonight? I'm I'm on the Irish whiskey tonight. You back, back on that? Yeah, a little Tullamore Dew. Tullamore. Tullamore Dew. It's actually it's actually pretty good, man. It was finished off in a rum cast. Mm-hmm. And uh, got a little sweet taste to yeah, it. Yeah, it's got good flavor for an Irish whiskey. I thought I would change it up a little bit from right. a normal bourbon thing. Right. I think it's a '86 proof. Okay. So smooth right. drinker. I got the the Rabbit Hole Cave Hill. Okay. I, I went back and looked. I thought we had already rated that, but we haven't yet. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to yeah, we'll have to get that uh, on the list one of these days. But uh, it's a '95 proof, and it's uh, right in the wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 one I really enjoy. Uh, so you know they've got about three or four different of the rabbit holes and the Cave Hill, which is the the Kentucky straight bourbon. That's the mm. that's the one I enjoy the best. And they're about fifty bucks. Uh, yeah, I think they I think they run for about fifty mm. bucks at, at the. At the ABC store. This one's $28. $28. It's not bad for, yeah. you know, for 28 bucks. Well, man. you know, and you, you mentioned 28 bucks, And last on last week's episode, we talked about probably doing a uh, Buffalo Trace Buffalo today. Trace. But, of course, for your birthday this weekend, we went and visited the Southern Distilling Company. That's right. And, uh, you know, for people that, you know, follow us on TikTok, they, I'm sure they saw some of, some of the video that uh, that we shot and uh so i thought it was appropriate i brought back their bottled and bond so i thought it'd be appropriate to do that today oh, instead, okay. of, instead of the buffalo trace so we're going to do the bottled and bond from the uh southern distilling company paragon line the paragon series yep 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 all right well let's uh, jump into our scumbags of the week scumbags i'll i'll jump in there first I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Bama basketball back on notice, man. I'm, <laughs> They've been catching a lot of hell the yeah, last couple of weeks. It's a little embarrassing, you know. It's it's not uh, it's not the headlines we want, considering how great Bama basketball has been over the past few NATO years for sure, and mm-hmm. especially this year's team. But but you know one one of the things you know you know with uh, Brandon Miller, you know, is his pregame. Pat down. Pat down, you know, that's a bad look. You know, it is. And he did the pregame pat down, I think maybe unbeknownst, just not thinking. Right. And uh, Well, you know, that's one thing in in the young man's defense is he has done it. All season. All season and probably in high school too. There's probably in something that, you know, a lot of people just jumped on the timing of it and thought, you know, that he was kind of lashing out against – 
yeah, some of the other right. stuff, but it had nothing to do with that. But it was in poor taste. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking our PR department That's should what, have probably you know, jumped in and said, "Hey, the boys, the, let's." Uh, you know, I think it's, and I'm glad you say the PR department because I think it's more on them than it is the basketball team. The basketball team's just out there doing their thing. You know how superstitious athletes are; they want to. You know, if, if that's his pregame routine, he wants to do that, I'm assuming. I just know how superstitious well, a lot sure, of athletes are. Sure. But Nate Oates did come out and say, yeah, that's the – because right. Nate said he didn't even know about it. And I, I tend to believe him because I know how into the preparation Nate is. And right up until tip-off, he's reading his analytical charts. He's talking to his assistants. So he probably doesn't even pay attention to what these kids are doing during their yeah. their pregame introduction. Uh but, like you said, somebody from the Alabama PR department, the athletic department, you know, I've seen Coach Saban and uh, the AD burn, uh, burn on the sideline. Right. They probably have seen it and should have. And I, you know, I didn't you know, we don't ever get to see the, that particular yeah, yeah, yeah. as, yeah, a, as that, a fan right. unless you're at the game. Yeah. And, and you get to see it. So, I mean, it's obviously made a, a lot of the press yes. over the past few days. So, I, I just uh, – I'm a little embarrassed by it. I just – poor taste. Yeah, it's a bad Timing look. Timing is bad. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a bad look. They, as soon – it really it, – it, they shouldn't have stopped it when it came out that the gun was in his car. They should have stopped it after the LSU game. Right, right. When right. the whole situation yeah. – that, at that point, they should have said – no more. It's a bad look. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, I expect more out of out of Alabama. You know, and it's just you know we got a it's a it's a it's a serious bruise. Well, and the, and the vultures are always sure. circling and oh, looking yeah. looking for something to to pounce yeah, on. Yeah, and definitely. So definitely. yeah, and I think that's kind of what you're alluding to as far as expecting more because people are just that any chance they get, they're gonna try to rip the program yeah that's why we we just need to be a little be more vigilant right now and try to clean some things up right you know to restore some of that restore some of that and it has been impressive how well the the rest of the team has been able to not let all that external noise be a distraction right yeah i mean i was worried for brandon miller being on the road at South Carolina, you know, facing yeah, a well, they were crowd they, they were brutal on him. He goes you off know, they, on South Carolina, you know, yeah. he responded well because because you know the last few weeks he's really been struggling and and now knowing what we know now, it's obviously been on his mind. Right, he might even be a little relieved that this is, that it has out. come out. Yeah, so exactly. now he 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 doesn't have to worry about it as much anymore. But uh, right. Yeah, it's it's just a terrible situation all all around. You know, it should have never happened in the first place. You know, it, people need to put a higher value on on human life. Absolutely. I mean, people are just too quick to pull a gun and start pulling the trigger. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, my scumbag of the week. Now, I want to say this is a repeat scumbag for me. Yes. Is uh, Mister Daniel Snyder the owner of the Washington Commanders. And right now, a lot of the other NFL owners think he's just messing around and isn't really, Not really going to sell the team. Yeah, because, uh, you know, allegedly he's blocked Bezos uh, from being able to uh, bid on the team. He originally was asking six mil- $6 billion, excuse me, $6 billion dollars I was about to say six billion. We, we, we scrape yeah, really. Six billion dollars. <laughs> reach uh, out to a few. Which, people. for for reference purposes, the Broncos just sold for four point six five, and he was asking six billion, but now reportedly the asking price has gone up to seven billion. Well, he got a six point three billion dollar offer from Josh Harris, who owns the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Uh, Forbes has set the valuation at five point six billion. So he's had, and guess how much he paid for it, the, oh, the franchise? Like what, three hundred seven seven hundred fifty million? So okay, seven hundred fifty million back in I think it was nineteen ninety nine. Was it? I can't remember. I didn't jot that down, but he's looking at no eighteen hundred. I mean, an eight hundred percent return on his yeah. investment. Oh yeah, and uh, 
you know, so that's why the owners just and uh, went through a crazy name change during that, and not much success mm-hmm. since he's been the owner, and well, still. And today they cut Carson Wentz. Oh, did they? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, well, I didn't, that was that right. Which was on I mean, the wall, yeah, I mean that that was a good move. <laughs> still, the, I mean, eight hundred eight hundred percent growth on your investment when you haven't really done anything, done a whole you, you've lot. Actually. Been, I would say you've 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 really have made it less valuable now than it was when you bought it. Yeah, it just tells you how much value is in the NFL oh, yeah, franchises. It's, it's it's ridiculous. The owners are crying when they cry. It just gets under my skin. <laughs> Bunch of spoiled, rich. It's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, but so with with all the things going on, you know they they felt like. The team would have already been sold by now, but uh, you know it's it's almost like he's playing games and in that market, especially. I mean, that's a that's a big draw. Yeah, but apparently he's he he's got something against uh, Bezos, and but then also came out that Bezos is more interested in possibly purchasing the Seahawks than he is uh, Washington. Hmm. So, who knows what's going to happen with that whole sale of that of that. Uh, Team, but uh, well, I mean, you knew ultimately it was going to be a shit show. Yeah, Daniel Snyder, right? You know, and that's why he's my scumbag again, because everything's about him. You know, just don't want to sell the team, move on. Nobody, nobody wants you around. Yeah, you, you've definitely double scumbag Snyder, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember if he was my main scumbag or maybe an honorable mention, but I know I have mentioned him during this this segment of the show before. So, uh, yeah. Bama basketball slash Bama PR, Daniel Snyder, y'all are scumbags of the week. Scumbags of the week. Come on, Bama. All right. Let's roll in with our who you got. Who you got. And I'm going to start this one off. Okay. Because I was reading today about A-Rod. Mr. Alex Rodriguez flew out to California to go see a Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors basketball game. Mm. Okay. So he calls up his old buddy Barry Bonds to give him a lift. So who you got? Who you who you want to catch a ride with? <laughs> who I want to catch a ride with? Barry Bonds, man. <laughs> you want Barry Bonds too? <laughs> yeah, I want Barry Bonds. A Rod, man. A Rod looks like a sissy man to me. He don't No no, I'm not saying between them two. I'm just saying, okay, so A-Rod, he called up Barry Bonds to be his Uber driver. Oh, who who am I going to anybody. Call? Who, who, who do you want to come pick you up and you, you riding riding with and get to pick their brain? And... Hmm. I, thought I you... didn't mean out of them two. Oh, nah. I thought you meant out of them two. Nah, I, I wouldn't want to ride with either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Might have to, I might accidentally sit on a needle. Definitely. What's he want to pick Barry Bonds' brain for? No, I'm... I'm just saying that's who that's who his Uber driver was when he flew out to California. So you know, I want to know who who would you like to you know? It's kind of like the question: Who would you want to play golf with? Who would you like to have dinner with? But I just threw an interesting twist on it because these two guys kind of went viral with their video where oh. uh, A. Rod was showing who his Uber mm. driver was, and it was Barry Bonds. Now in California, it ain't gotta be California anywhere. I'm probably anywhere, anybody. Who who's you, who who, who you want to who you want to be on a road trip with? Man, you got me on that one. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you who I'd want to be on a road trip with. I'd want to I want to ride with uh, Saban. With Saban, I'd like to just have a conversation with him and uh, Ben. Bartender at Southern Distilling Company. Come on, Saban man. is the goat. Come on, Ben. <laughs> so, no, yeah, that's yeah. who I would. That's who I right. like to be. With you know, Saban. in the car with for thirty minutes, an hour, or whatever, just to just to pick that man's brains. And I think I'm gonna go a lot older than that. I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna either I'm probably gonna pick either Ty Cobb or Joe Jackson. Man, those are those are my two kind of old school. Baseball favorites, you know. Yeah. I'm been always been so. You just want to know, did did Shoeless do it or not? 
<laughs> Did you throw the game? <laughs> I know he didn't throw the game. I know that for a fact based on his statistics. No, I just want to – I would just – I would like to – I'd probably pick Ty Cobb. You know, I named my son after him. Yeah, you this know. is true. And so Ty Cobb probably the one I would want to – I would want to be able to sit down with and talk to just to pick his brain on hitting. You know, he's, to me, the greatest hitter ever. I guess next time I need to ask, okay, so when you die and go to heaven, who you gonna, who you gonna, who you gonna go look for to talk to? You didn't give me them parameters. <laughs> you know, you're right. I didn't say they gotta be living. I thought I had to choose between A-Rod uh, yeah. and, and Barry, and it was definitely gonna be Barry, because I think A-Rod wouldn't drive fast enough see, for me. See, that's how, that's how you know we don't prepare before we come on there. <laughs> Ty Cobb for me, man. All right, throw one at me. All right, well, I don't think I was as... I was as creative as well, you Well, it was were. my idea, so I already had, you know, certain I, certain of these questions in mind. All right. So. Well, mine, mine are going to be a little bit more different, straightforward now. Okay. So this is going to be two quarterbacks. I want to know who you want quarterback in your team. Okay. Phil Sims or Eli Manning? <laughs> oh, are we playing the Patriots? If we're playing <laughs> the Patriots, it's a no-brainer. I got Eli. Ooh, that's a tough one because you know neither one of them neither one of them could just put a team on their back and carry them. Phil maybe a little bit more could than Eli could. Yeah, they're they're really kind of similar quarterbacks. They are. You know, Phil's a Super Bowl MVP. Eli's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. Eli. He would he would make them clutch play. I might have to go with Eli, you know, just yeah. just from the fact that you know he's, he's he does have those two victories over Tom Brady. He didn't have much to work with. Phil at least had a hell of a defense. Well, now Eli had a pretty good defense too. Now that I think yeah. about it, but uh, and then Phil could have been a two time Super Bowl, but you Phil, know, Phil but he got conky, baby. But Phil got and he had Bavaro, Bavaro. But he got hurt that second Super Bowl that Hostetler won. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if Phil could have had that one, that would have to make it even tougher. Whew, that's a tough question. That's a good one. Now, that's a tough question. I mean, because like you said, they are very yeah, they, comparable. They are comparable into, players. Into what they were able to accomplish. And, uh, mm. So you're going with Eli. I mean, I think if you look at the stats, if you dig into the well, stats, yeah, you know, the I thing, think Eli's, cause I, Eli edges him I, out. I do think Eli is is going to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Phil's not. So I, I, that's kind of where I'm, why I'm leaning. And is Eli being judged a little more harshly because of that name? Probably. You yeah. know, is that like, that's kind Peyton's of a knock? Brother, yeah, yeah, a little knock on Eli in terms of, of his overall numbers and accomplishments. But if you look at his numbers, I mean – He's up there with a lot of uh, accomplished quarterbacks that yeah. I mentioned. So yeah, I'll stick with Eli. I'll stick with Eli. All right. All right. Let's see. The uh, NFL teams are pushing to make roughing the passer a challengeable penalty. Who you got? The teams or the refs? So you want you want to side with the teams oh, and I'm say it should be challengeable? One hundred percent. Or you going to stand by that wonderful? refereeing that we got going on in all sports today. 100% siding with challenging that. Yeah. That, that call. That that was that was almost a, a, a gimmick. I, maybe I should have started with that question. Yeah, that, no, that's easily that that is that has affected the game. But I, you know what? Too much this, this I, past I, season. My fear though is still that they're not going to overturn some, uh, some of the ones that really should be overturned. I think it's still going to be only the blatantly bad ones are going to be overturned. I think those ones that are still in that in that gray area, I, I think they're, I they're think, still going to – Man, I think ultimately they're going to have to come back to a consensus that quarterbacks cannot be completely protected. Wrapped in, in, in bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. I mean, you're, you're just going to – at some point you're going to have to – let football win the discussion. I mean, they're football players. Yes, they're quarterbacks. Yes, that's the number one position. Yes, that's the most important 
position to the owners, and it's the owner's team, but still yet quarterbacks are football players. And part of the game, there's an inherent level of violence with the game. And so I think I I 100% side with the players on that. I agree with you. How how in the hell are you going to get, let's just say, for example, Jonathan Allen, Washington Commanders. Mm -hmm. Six foot four, what, 293 pounds? Yeah. Runs like a four six. Well, he came out running like a four six, right. four seven. How are you going to ask that man running at, as, at full speed, maybe off balance a little bit because he's getting chipped? Right. Grabs a quarterback, turns him in midair. How's he going to not land on top yeah. of a quarterback? You're asking, you're asking gravity well, and to not a, take place. Well, and that also goes to they're saying his his playing career is nothing. Nothing. Doesn't if he gets it. hurt trying to avoid a penalty on the quarterback, oh well, that's just a casualty of football. But mm-hmm. we gotta protect the quarterback at all costs. Right. So there's yeah. an inherent level of violence that 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 the game that quarterbacks are gonna have to experience. Yes. I mean it's just part of it. Yep. Okay. All right. Throw me another one. All right. So, I'll, again, I'll, I'll, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare, so all mine are along the same lines. Yes, you know, fine. comparing players. All right, who It'll you got? stimulate conversation. Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Or Willie Swing Mays. Man. Or Willie Mays. As far as what? Just who do as I want to start with? As, my... as far as defense goes, who, who would you want in your center field to defend – the yeah, outfield. I don't believe you could go wrong with either one. You and can. I, did, I didn't really get to see much of Willie Mays, so it's hard. That, that was a. I got to go on more of just I know it's highlights. Kind of like a tough I've seen because yeah. I know I'm I'm a baseball, more baseball historian guy. type dude. Um, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to probably go with Willie Mays because I think he did it a little bit longer. And I think he had a little bit more range. I could be wrong, but yeah, he, he really wrong about the range thing. I think because I think now I think when Junior was young, yeah. But I I, I think you know Junior he kind of he kind of blew up size wise as he <laughs> got older, and I think that took away from some of his longevity, um, his, for sure. his longevity and his range. And I think that's why I would go with Willie Mays because I think he was able to do it at that high level longer. Okay, I I mean I can live I can live like you said. Yeah, I mean there's no wrong answer with that. No, my my only thing is is Junior made the over the head basket catch look normal. Yeah, Willie was the first to do it though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Junior made it look routine, but, right? But Willie did do it in 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 uh, the polo grounds yeah. with a deep what 440 foot center field. I get it. I mean, yeah. and I too did not get to. I mean, I would, I would love to be able to go back in time and see that right. man in person. Yeah, and I think you know, statistically, the golden glove, the gold gloves, and and all the accolades. I think, I think Willie would would have them if you put it head to head, if you compared it head to head. They're pretty neck and neck in yeah. all those categories. Yeah, but I think Willie, like yeah. I said, because I think he was able to do it a little bit longer, so he was able to win a few more uh, of the, the honors. And that that one's a tough discussion for me too, because uh, you know Griffey's Griffey's one of your faves, one of my all-time yeah, faves yeah. for sure. Yeah. Growing up with him. All right, yeah, it seems like a lot of mine are geared towards the NFL, but uh, okay. So the Jets have been tied to Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, or I even heard today Geno Smith. Hmm. Who you got? And you know the Jets—they're probably a quarterback away from being a, yeah. a legit playoff team. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Jets definitely are that that position away from clearly being a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Rodgers, with those weapons, you know his accuracy, his ability to to create some plays, you know he can still he can still make plays off schedule. Yeah. I I I I like going for broke with Aaron Rodgers. So you think, and, you think uh, Rodgers would be the best? Yeah, best think, one for them. I to think pursue. Aaron Rodgers would be good, and and who knows? You know that could be what what Wilson needs. You know to sit back and watch Rodgers for a couple years. Right. 
And I, I mean, I think I would. Well, you know, Rogers ain't gonna mentor him or, or no, but coach just him up. just watching him and listening to him and can can be enough. You know, I think um, you know, I think Gino's more of a more of a I don't want to say a one hit wonder. Right. Well, I mean. The Jets had Gino. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He was he was on that roster. Um, Carr, you know, I'm I'm not so sold on David Carr, Derek Carr. Derek. I always call him David. Yeah. I get those two mixed yeah. up. One was a bust. One's not. Well, I don't really see. I I I think David Carr would have been the better quarterback, but he was more talented. He, but he got, got so gun shy. Well, he got thrown to the wall because he was sacked like seventy times. So he's he's looking at the rush instead. I mean, they, yeah. they the Texans ruined his career. Uh all right, so you got Rodgers going to the Jets. Where do you think the other two end up? You know, I I've been thinking a little bit. I think I want to say I think Geno's going to end up back in Seattle. Seattle, that's what I think. And I think I think Carr's got a good chance to end up in Tampa. Tampa, maybe New Orleans or New Orleans. But I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna lean toward hey, NFC South for sure. Right. But I'm gonna lean towards the Bucks okay. on Carr. I can see that being a pretty good fit. So you heard it here. Ducks got Rodgers going to the Jets, Carr going to the Bucks, and Geno going to the Hawks. Geno staying put. All right. Shoot. All right, here's a basketball one. This is a good one, I think. This is uh, comparable players in terms of height, you know, game, sort of game. Yeah, they're pretty comparable. Who you got? You want KD, Kevin Durant, or you want the Bird, Larry Bird? Larry Bird. <clears throat> this is to start a franchise. Yeah, this is this this gonna be your this gonna be your forward man. It's gonna. You know, uh, growing up, I was a Julius Irvin fan, so Larry Bird was always my nemesis. I think Larry Bird was everybody's nemesis, unless you were a, a, a true Celtic fan. But I will say this about Larry Bird. He had no vertical leap, <laughs> <laughs> but that man could do it all. I, I got to go with Bird because, you know, Durant, he's a silky smooth shooter. That's about all he does. You're going to get everything with Larry Bird. You're going to get passing. You're going to get dirty play. You're going to get rebounding. You're going to get um, steals. Steals. uh, Defense. The magic defense. Yeah. I mean, Bird is going to stick his nose in there, and he's going to grind. And you're going to get everything with Larry Bird. So, I'm going to take Bird over over KD. And, you know, I'm a KD fan in terms of today's player, but – I mean, the more the the older I've gotten, the more appreciate appreciative of Larry Bird's total game I've gotten. Yeah. And watching, I watched a lot of highlights of Bird this weekend. Yeah, just, that, just was, randomly. He's one. He was that. He's that guy that because he's against you, you hated him, but you still had to respect. Yeah. His talent, because uh, that man, and I mean, he he was. It looked so non-athletic, and like I said, he I think he could jump about six, eight inches off the ground. Yeah, but he was six foot ten. You exactly. Know, he he uh, didn't have cool, to jump far. But uh, Cool story on Bird. Did you ever hear the story where he came he, – he, I forget who they were playing. I want to say it was the Knicks. They were playing the Knicks. It was early on in his career, and he had like 28 points at the half. And they had some, some – undersized dude on him. I can't I don't know who it was in the first half and he torched him. Come out in the second half and they got some taller, unathletic white dude on him and so Bird torched torched this dude like the first four times down the court and on his on his way back down to play defense he was chirping at the opposing bench and he was talking to the coach and he was like, You pissed me off at half and Went on back down the court and came back down, scored another three points, three or four points, and then uh, on his way by, the coach was like, "What I do? What I do?" And he's like, "I'll tell you in a minute." He goes, plays some defense. He comes, they get a timeout, and he was like, "I'm really pissed off that you had the nerve to put a white guy on me." <laughs> it's like you got a lot of nerve trying to guard me with a white well, guy. That, that's uh, that was that's another thing you got from Larry Bird was a bunch of trash talking. 
That man loved the trash talk. He was a trash talker. So yeah, I, I, I might have to go with go with Bird uh, over what I consider to be pretty much a one dimensional KD. Yeah, like yeah. I said, the, good, that good shot, score, though. Good score. Yeah, that shot phenomenal. But uh, all right, sticking with my uh, quarterback theme. All right, Mr. Bryce Young. Yes, sir. So. You know they're they're saying that uh, his draft status is gonna gonna fall because of his measurables. They're saying he's five ten and a half, and smaller quarterbacks don't hold up in the NFL. I mean, there, there's even some people talking about him being the fourth quarterback taken. You know, after C.J. Stroud and Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. That's uh, crazy. All right, so who you got? You got Bryce's talent, or you got these so-called experts? Well, so-called experts also said Joe Burrow's hands weren't big enough. He would struggle in the cold and in the wet. Mm-hmm. That, didn't, that didn't work out so well. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, they're yeah. undersized quarterbacks. Kyler Murray. They, you know, Tom Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. Right. Um, they got, uh, you know, Ant- you know, if you if you're gonna go off of measurables, Anthony Richardson is about to set the world on fire <laughs> right. in, in the combine, right. and and he's liable to go first to some idiot, right? Who's gonna pick him up early, gonna slide up in the draft with Chicago probably, and and take maybe Richardson because he tests through the roof mm-hmm. and to hit or miss on him, where I think Bryce is a little bit more of a of a sure thing. I mean, yeah, his size has to be factored in, but I mean, I think, uh, his escapability though. Yeah. I mean, his escapability, um, the current game protecting a quarterback, his ability to, uh, to move the pocket and control the pocket and, and stay out of danger. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not worried about his, to me, the game is more for a quarterback is more timing than it is just pure – I mean, look at arm talent. Yeah. Josh Allen, undoubtedly the, the most arm talent in the NFL. He's fallen somewhere around fourth or fifth right now mm-hmm. in terms of ranking because, you know, there's immeasurables. There's, you know, throw, throwing on timing. There's yeah. reading defenses, throwing to the right so, guy. Sometimes that, arm guy. Talent, that, sometimes that arm talent gets you in trouble. Gets you in trouble because you think you can make every throw and you make some throws you shouldn't and they're picked off. I so. like I like Bryce, man. I like Bryce. I like Bryce's uh, – I like his – his 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 overall game. I like the film that Bryce has put out there, with arguably, you know, the weakest receiving core we've had at Alabama last right. year. Yeah, and he still put up some good numbers. So mm-hmm. I I like Bryce. I mean, I think you're I think you're making a mistake. I think if Bryce falls to the teens, somebody's gonna pick him I up. Actually, I actually think D'Amico Ryan's is sitting there at number two, hoping that. Bryce doesn't go number one, you know, with that Alabama tie. Yeah, I just uh, and you know a lot of this is a lot of this is jockeying around. Oh yeah, you yeah. know it's yeah some of it's, it is so much. Oh yeah, smoke this time of year, this time of year, it's everybody's. It's actually, I've gone back and watched some of the pre pre draft talks in the last you know five or ten years, and the amount of of being wrong. Oh yeah. Is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm, I don't even want to yeah. like have our own mock draft in here, like because I nah. mean we don't. Number one, we don't get to go to the combine. Yeah, we're person. not doing all this study. Yeah, exactly. So and, and and probably one of the hardest positions to evaluate for the NFL is quarterback. Sure, you know, there is no that, direct that's correlation. A, that's a fifty-fifty. Yeah, hit exactly. miss. Uh, I mean, Will Levis is going to test through the roof yeah. athletically. Arm talent-wise, you know, he's got a rocket arm and he's big and bulky and fast. And but usually, when when they put too much stock into the measurables, that's when they get it wrong. Sure. I go back to Joe Burrow. I mean, that that was that was that. You know, he his his measurables got hammered on a little bit. 
what's his name, Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. He got hammered on. Of course, he hasn't done anything yet. We'll, we'll well, see maybe on him. He started him. as a as a rookie. You know, sure. Mac Jones has, has been decent. You know, and he wasn't. You know, uh, he didn't test through the roof. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got I got I got Bryce on that. I okay. got Bryce over the the. Me- I think measurables are overrated. All right. All right, I I got one. Another baseball one. Okay. How should I phrase this one? <laughs> if you had to put one of these guys in the Hall of Fame, who you got? Okay. Pete Rose or Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds. I believe Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame, regardless of, of the steroids or not steroids. I mean, this guy, he was dominating the league before he started taking steroids. Then everybody in the league, to keep up with him, started taking steroids. So he just did what everybody else was doing. So, I mean, he was already above everybody. Then they took the steroids to close that gap. Then he took the steroids and widened that gap again. Uh, and steroids doesn't make your your, your eye-hand coordination any right. better. I mean, it, it just adds power. So, yeah, if, if you had warning track power before steroids, like a Brady Anderson who played for the Orioles, that's probably a name not a lot of people that mm. listen to our show know. But 51 home runs. Exactly. The, mm. You know, he went from – Warning track power to yeah he was a he was a perennial twenty eighteen to twenty two home run guy now those are the guys that yeah it's like yeah no they they obviously wouldn't have, have been successful without the the performance enhancing but Barry Bonds was already dominating the league before doing it he just did it because it wasn't fair for the rest of the league to be able to do it and and there was really no the MLB was not coming down on it and stopping it. So he was just doing what the rest of the league was doing. You know, even the pitchers were, were taking steroids to be able to throw the ball faster and, and get the strikeout. So it, to me, MLB allowed it to happen. So you shouldn't punish that era because you didn't police it. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. No, I think – Barry, I think I've said from day one, Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Alex Rodriguez should be in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Pete, Pete Rose. Rose is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he should be in the penal Hall of Fame. He always is and always will be. He can't, <laughs> he can't even apologize. He can't admit wrongdoing. Play, Player-wise, yes, he, he – Charlie Hustle, he was a hell of a ball player, but the Hall of Fame is supposed to be, and I guess that's why the steroid people are not in there, because it's supposed to also be on character, not just on what you did on the field. But these players, like I said, MLB turned it, MLB enjoyed the cash success that they got from those players being on steroids. The game became more popular because the fans love to see the home run. Right. So MLB sat back and collected all that money without saying anything. And then when those players were done playing, oh, well, now nah, we're not going to put you in the Hall of Fame because you cheated. Right. Well, they it wasn't really cheating because it wasn't breaking baseball's rules. Yes, it was illegal outside of baseball, but baseball did not – have rules against it. They saved them from the uh, from the um, what's the strike era? You mm-hmm. know that 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 actual home the home run the the McGuire the Sosa the Bonds yeah Chase that so, saved. So baseball. that's 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 the part I have a problem with is MLB got rich off of it, the popularity that might have been their peak of their popularity during that. Bonds and Sosa and McGuire, you know, and Conseco when everybody was hitting 50, 60, 70 home runs a year. That's, I mean, they, they were selling out stadiums. And so for, for MLB to allow it to happen, make the money off of it, and then afterwards say, well, yeah, no, we don't recognize anything that these people did because they did it on steroids. Hmm. To me, that's hypocritical. Yeah. So. All right, I got one more for you. All right. 
The Chicago Bears have the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Who you got? You got Jalen Carter from Georgia. You got Will Anderson from Alabama. Because they, they've already said they're sticking with Justin Fields. Yeah. So they got to go either one of those two guys or they got to trade that pick. So who you what you got going on there? Who you, who you got for the Bears? I'm definitely trading back. Trading back. I'm trading back to probably three or four because, I mean, my homerism wants Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with, you know, Jalen Carter as well. They're, right. they're both needs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Would you trade back if you have to go back further than four? No, because I think you're in danger. Because I think you got the Colts at four who need a quarterback. Yeah, for now. But, you know, there's going to be some this movement going on. This is true. I mean, they might, they might go after an Aaron Rodgers. You know, that's been their M.O. is to get a veteran quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Houston at two definitely needs a quarterback. I think we will know more. Um, we will know more when the Bears go on the clock <laughs> because there's going to be movement. We'll know more when the Bears make up their decision. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be movement, man. I, I feel like this is going to be the most exciting draft. So, so you basically just want to wait until hindsight and then say what the Bears yeah, should do. Yeah, <laughs> I want to look correct. <laughs> now, I'm definitely trading back. I'm not willing to trade too far back because – my position needs is clearly Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, one of the two. And three, though, is uh, in that Arizona. I haven't was, memorized. I, I want to say three is a I team know, that doesn't need a quarterback. I know one and two, um, who who both. Well, right one, now, two one and doesn't four. need a quarterback. Two does. Four does. Two and four need quarterbacks. Yeah, so that, that means Arizona is... So, I don't think Arizona... I think it's Arizona. I don't think they would trade up to number one. So, no. I think your only option is two or four. Yeah. You know, if Houston wants to move up to make sure they get their guy. Or if Indy wants to jump Houston to make sure they get their guy. But other than that, I think you're looking at further down the... And you, you know, know the Panthers, the Falcons. Uh, and what's to say, you know, I know Jalen Carter's not... He's not going to be at the Combine. Well, they're, they're saying that all the quarterbacks, except for Bryce, are going to throw at the combine. Stroud, Levis, Richardson, they're all going to throw. And Bryce is going to wait till his pro, pro day. day. Yep. Yeah, and Jalen Carter's going to wait to his pro day. So Yeah, I would imagine Carter and, and Will Anderson, they ain't going to do much of anything. No, nah, you're going to you're gonna see some movement. You're going to see some movement. Hell, you're gonna, you might even see somebody from – Way back in the pack, move move into the forefront right. of the top five. Yeah. Kind of like last year. Yeah, there's always those those late risers, late fallers. And uh, so like I said, they, they're putting Bryce into that falling category. You know, around this time, people forget about what they actually saw on the field, which is really what matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it comes down to and, and they want to see, you, you know, the it's, it's, it's the, the underwear pageant. You it know, is. it's like – Okay, that's no. why that's why the Patriots were able to get the goat in the sixth round because he didn't look good in his underwear. Right? No, he did not. No, I'm Bears GM. I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna look to trade down for some draft cap, but I'm not willing to go down beyond four because I definitely want, want one of the two deep one stud of those defenders. Two, one of those two guys, and yeah. and I can clearly go down. Although you got a lot of needs, I mean, if you the further back the further back you go, the more assets going to come your way. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, that that they've got uh, they got some decisions to make, you know. But you got a couple of generational talents. Do you want one of them, or do you want five? People that contribute, you know, or do you want one that's generational that, you know, may may wind up being a bust or getting hurt, and you know, it, it's it's hard to say. It, if it's a tough one. It's hard to say if he's going to be generational. Yep. All right, you got any more for me? <clears throat> yeah, I got one last one. We okay. Talk, we just talk about him right now. What's it's, that? It's a it's a Bama question. Okay. So who you got? You got Will Anderson or Cornelius Bennett? You you saw them both play. You saw <laughs> one play in person. I've been hit by one of them. <laughs> right. All right. What do you What are you asking? Which one do I think is 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 the better? Which one do you think is the best Bama guy? I think uh, Will Anderson. 
Now, Cornelius, he was he was a hell of an outside linebacker. But see, I wouldn't even put that, I'd put I, Derek I'd well, put Derek Thomas ahead. I, of. I eliminated Derek Thomas because I thought that was a pretty much a, a to me that's a no brainer. Yeah. I think DT goes DT goes down as the is the greatest yeah. defender of all time. Yeah. I, I I like Will over uh, Cornelius. I do. I think Will. I think Will's a special talent. Yeah. You know he uh, he didn't quite finish with the the sacks that but but the game has kind of changed. You know you don't have the quarterback sitting back there. True. And uh, not pocket you know, passers. If, like but if you teams. look at his pressures, right, and and take pressures into account, which can turn into rushed incomplete passes, interceptions, these types of things. I think I think people put too much stock into total number of sacks. And there, sure. there's more to rushing the passer than that. And uh, the double teams. Yeah. The yeah, I mean teams. if you're taking up two and three blockers and allowing your, your teammates free to make the plays. Exactly. So I mean there's there's a lot more that goes into it. Uh and I think for those reasons, I'm at no. <laughs> a little Shark Tank. <laughs> Watches way too much Shark Tank. For no. those reasons, I'm out. No, for those reasons, I I, I think Will Anderson is, is a special talent. And uh, I, I would take him over Cornelius. Good question, though. I like that question. Yeah, they're both Alabama, all-time Alabama I may, still have, a, I may still have a mark on my neck for where uh, – Cornelius hit me with that arm. <laughs> Biscuit. <laughs> All right. Well, we probably uh, probably need to wrap this part of the show up unless there was anything that you had just had your heart set on on talking about. No, no. Like I said, it was kind of a kind of a boring week. Yeah, it was kind us. of a slow week. I mean, there was you know a few things going on, but I mean, you we know, talk- I thought we'd go off the grid a little bit. Yeah, no, some, that's you know, good. I like doing some of these. You know, we have to do another diss or respect coming up soon and. Last week we did we talked a little bit about the upcoming you know the bracket bracketology. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know we still got what two games left in the regular yeah, season. Yeah, the regular season ends this weekend. Yeah, so then so we'll you know, maybe next week we can talk about uh, conference tournaments. So we'll talk get into the, the NCAA tournament a little bit more mm-hmm. next week. Maybe talk a little more free agency. Yeah, NFL free agency, a little bit of movements. Yeah, because, well, that's still a little, yeah, we're little still early a, for A little but, ways uh, out, yeah. but we can talk about who's out there and yeah. who might be worth getting. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Well, let's, uh, like I said, I've got that Bowden Bond from Southern Star uh, Paragon Series. Paragon. So let's go over there and taste that, yeah. and then we'll rate, rate that, that shit. shit. See you at the bar. Yep. Cheers. <laughs>